What's up, cheese balls? Welcome to season two of the Chumps and Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. How you boys doing? Doing pretty good, Danny. Um, our podcast isn't gonna be doing too hot if you keep calling our fans cheese balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just, I mean, I did speak. Okay, speaking of cheese balls, not really cheese balls, but Scott and I were over at Matt's house the other day and he gave us some like off brand Cheez Its, which were frankly delicious. But mm-hmm. then when I got home, my wife brought home knockoff white cheddar like grooves. They're essentially grooves of Cheez Its, but they're called something else. I don't know, waves or something like that. They were absolutely delicious. If you guys had the white cheddar okay. or like the ranch version of that knockoff. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. But first of all, we got we got to give the shout out to Aldi because that's who we're talking about. Right. Right. At least the ones I had. I think yeah, was, that's where we got pro- from. <laughs> probably Clancy's. But yeah, um, I saw they have a new flavor that is coming out right now. And that is taco flavored of the grooves that you have. oh my god get it get it and have us over again i want that taco taco burrito burrito taco taco i'm fine with most things that doesn't uh pringles have a taco flavor mm. pringle has every flavor at this point i feel like yeah or you can stack them to your own flavor combo and make whatever you want don't you watch I the also... commercial <laughs> i do <laughs> i also saw that now aldi has a pita puff snack, which I assume is like a, a small, like puffed pita, and it's flavored pepperoni pizza. So it's a pepperoni pizza pita puff. Um, and apparently, it that tastes like itself. a yeah, a, <laughs> a fluffy pizza combo is what I heard it being described as. So I want to get some of them. Okay, I'm fine with that. Yes, this is our lives now that there's no football. It's just taste <laughs> testing off brand all the. <laughs> Nope. crackers <laughs> what'd you guys snack on this week yeah. <laughs> do you guys just want to transition this show into that until football comes back how to manage your depression without football <laughs> guys guys the, the mail came a little later than usual today <laughs> but now, there is football right now the fan controlled football league with johnny manzel you were telling me about that like before the show what how is it worth my time I, I don't know. I watched a quick highlight reel. It looked questionable at best. It looked like a WWE stage where you play football. It's like arena sized. Um, I haven't watched a game, but there's more coming up this weekend. So maybe I'll log on, call a few plays, punch the clock, punch in, punch out. <laughs> <Get> out <of> there. <laughs> so is there like a super? Oh, OK, take that back. How do I watch this? Is this I'm assuming it's on ESPN in, in prime time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think so. Um, I would assume go to their website. And okay, it's probably. <laughs> Please come oh. watch this. Yeah, are we gonna see Tim Tebow there soon? Now that he's no longer a a baseball player, like he was legit never a maybe. baseball player. <laughs> Ooh, was he ever really a football player? Ooh, mm. he threw a big touchdown pass in like an NFL playoff game. So what the hell have I done with my life? And I'm like the same age. <laughs> so sorry, Tim Tebow, loyal fan of the show. No, but guys, there were some things that have happened since we last spoke, which seems like an eternity ago. Um, it's two weeks, but what are you going to do? Let's talk some news and notes in this show. And then we're going to, we're going to cover some free agents for the uh, champs out there. A lot of big names on the market. 
we're talking about where we think they're going to go, if they're going to go anywhere whatsoever. And then after that, we'll play some uh, draft projections of what we think in 2021 as of right now, which is the end of February. So take this with a grain of salt. If you're listening to this in August, maybe just skip ahead a few episodes. But uh, kind of give you an idea of where we think some big names are going to go in 2021. So let's start with the big news of as of late. Carson Wentz is now an Indianapolis Colt. Immediate reaction, Scott, to those news. <sighs> Immediately, I was like, eh. <laughs> it wasn't exciting. It wasn't a downgrade from what I feel like they were going to get anywhere else. So I don't have a lot of hopes for it, but I, I, at the beginning of the season this past year, I was looking at Wentz to be something decent again, and he obviously shit the bed, but Philly also was not a very good team. Indy has a way better line, but they're, they're losing their veteran T.Y. Hilton most likely. So you just, I don't know what's there for him. So I'm, I'm very undecided. I, I want it makes me want to like him though because I do enjoy watching the Colts, so uh, I want to root for him. But we'll see. Says the big Jags fan. Oh, yeah. I love their division rival here. <laughs> I hope they do well. We all like <laughs> different AFC South teams than the Colts, and you're um, yeah. I don't dislike the Colts. Sure, I'm gonna root for the Jaguars, but I don't. There's honestly, I don't dislike any of the AFC South teams. I guess. It's hard to dislike Houston now that they're just shooting them, yeah. themselves in the kneecaps just over and over and over. <laughs> but yeah, my immediate reaction, being a Titans fan, was that doesn't scare me that much in the division. I, I was afraid they were going to snag somebody like Stafford or Deshaun Watson and really be a team to reckon with. Like I was scared of them with Philly Rivers last year with Carson Wentz. I don't know. I mean, he can pull, he can pull some crazy, what did he have, the huge like passing yard season and a ton of TDs? Is one good year, 2017. Yeah, yeah, but that was the same year where apparently their team was so good that Nick Foles could win the Super Bowl with them, right? That's so correct. was it was it Carson Wentz then? I don't know. I'm not scared. I ain't scared, Carson Wentz. It's very weird that like he could have won the MVP if he didn't blow out his knee that year. Um, I think he finished like the top three in MVP voting in 2017. He comes over, and I agree completely with you guys. I was more worried about Philip Rivers at age like 38 than I am at Carson Wentz, presumably in his prime, right? Uh, yeah, it's, I don't yeah. care. <laughs> it's a really boring move, I think, for indie fans who I would imagine are excited for their team to get on the right path too. Um, and it just seems like not necessarily a step forward or step back, just like a, eh, let's just slide stuff here. Yeah, I feel like he's got the talent to where they can still be relevant in that division and they can still be a team that creates some havoc. But if you're going to say, are they going to win the division? I don't think their chances are very good. Did you guys see the stuff about Carson Wentz and Michael Pittman and the number 11 that was going on there? Because Michael Pittman's number 11 and Carson Wentz was number 11. Who's going to take number 11? Yeah, it seemed like the headlines blew that out of the water, like Michael Pittman turned down Carson Wentz. But whenever like you actually heard the quote from Michael Pittman, he's just like, oh, no, Carson Wentz, like called and one's just like chatting. And he's like, are you tied to that number? He said, yeah. He's like, oh, it's cool. I'll just change mine. Like, it was no big deal. Like, but, God damn, I was, that's really disappointing. The way it was worded was kind of one of those things where Carson Wentz like called him up. And he's like, 
hey man like do you like the number 11 he's like yeah i like it. he's like oh cool no man i was changing my number anyway <laughs> backed I, up, <laughs> I backed up real quick oh <laughs> uh, yeah that sucks yeah it was like twitter was blown up with who the hell's michael Pittman think he is carson wentz almost one year it's like <laughs> when you hear the real story like jesus people we really need some news these days yeah it's kind of a, a stupid like unwritten rule that you just give the qb the number i don't know no it's i think it's well it's not dumb for like rule purposes but like specific positions can only have certain numbers so refs know like eligibility and stuff so there's like reasons behind it yeah it seems strange to me now like growing up receivers were in the 80s like that's how i remember receivers like in the 80s numbers and now i heard some crazy thing last year there's like two starting receivers with like a number in the 80s and i can't even remember who they are yeah it's like the best player like fantasy player with a number in the 80s is jarvis landry i think because he's number 80 oh wow that's it that's it can't be it and it's like it what does that do for michael Pittman's future though i think that's I mean, he can make a connection with Carson once, but again, we're going from Phillip Rivers, so is it really going to be that much better? I, I don't know. I don't know. I would look at it as he's been in the league a year, so he should get a little bit better. I mean, it's not like Rivers was blowing it up or throwing for 400 yards a game. I don't think Pittman takes a step back by any means now that Wentz is the quarterback. Did you know that Phillip Rivers never in his entire NFL career eclipsed 30 fantasy points in one game? That's I wild. heard something crazy like that. Yeah, that's, like he hit real close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very close. But never hit that. That's that's crazy. You know, we may have talked about that. Now, ah, whatever. We're doing now. It now. That I'm thinking about it. We definitely talked about. That. <laughs> yeah, I, we talked about Bill bringing Rivers that a lot. <laughs> I think you brought up before the season, and now that it happened all this season too, we can well, say his career. <laughs> I'm gonna do it again. Um, Jalen Hurts is now the de facto starter in Philadelphia. Now that Carson Wentz is bolted, uh, not bolted. He got traded. Like it was his own decision. But what do you think of Jalen Hurts as the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback of the future, presumably? It's not that I hated what I saw out of him last year or anything like that, but I'm I'm having trouble getting excited about Philly, like around him, like as a team next year. I don't think Jalen Hurts is like the last cog to put in the machine and all of a sudden starts cranking out wins now. No, I would say if Philly can either draft or trade or sign a solid like wide receiver one to give him, then I kind of like his possibilities there. I mean, he's young. He showed he's very mobile. I think he's got decent talent. So if they put a piece or two around him, I don't think he's going to be blowing it up next year, but he's somebody to keep an eye on. So if that team builds a little bit in a year, a couple years, he might be very relevant. I wouldn't forget either that that, was supposed to be like the best O line going into last season until they had two devastating injuries. Um, and I believe both those guys are back this year. So that could be huge for a young quarterback learning. It could look like a whole new team. Carson Wentz got destroyed because of that offensive line last year. So yeah, <laughs> fingers crossed for Jalen Hurst. They just need, I think they cut Alshon Jeffrey. Bummer. I'm pretty that or mm. they were going to they're talking about cutting him, which is the, the same thing. I think it's that guy is on like, from all the veterans that don't do anything. Yeah. Alshon Jeffrey was the thorn in the heel for fantasy owners on any team, any season, correct? Like, yes, play on the wrong weeks, injured when you don't want him to be injured. Everything that you hate about your fantasy players, that was Alshon Jeffrey. They just need Jeremy Macklin back, but you know what? He's got a job. 
He's yeah. uh, you see that head coach <laughs> yeah. at Kirkwood High now. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was a volunteer there. He was doing it for free last year. Yeah, as yeah. like a wide receiver coach. Good for him, man. Good for Kirkwood. Um, uh, last little bit of news. Let's talk about Deshaun Watson. Can't go this offseason right away without talking about Deshaun Watson wanting out of Houston, hating it. Where is he gonna go? Like, there should be thirty-one other teams that are interested in Deshaun Watson, right? I'm sure there are, yeah, or several of them for sure. What's a what's a good landing spot for him from like a fantasy perspective? What do you think would be the best and like still possible landing spot? I've got two in my head that I think would be really good. Let me start. Let me tell you. Yeah, go ahead. I know that we're Mizzou fans. Here. I was just thinking about yep, Denver. Yep. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> if he went to Denver and I don't know what that, what that means for Drew Locke, maybe I guess Drew Locke would go to Houston in that scenario. But with Deshaun Watson, with like Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Noah Fant, KJ Hamler, like that sounds pretty, pretty stellar. And that's something that Denver would do. Matt, what do you think about that? I like that uh, fit for him a lot. The other ones I'm thinking pretty much all land up in the northeast what like patriots jets maybe even giants like those are those aren't teams that i like him playing for but that need to fill that hole as much as possible i'd say if you put him on the saints mm-hmm. he could uh, be pretty stellar there yeah no famous Jameis. yeah isn't Jameis the future mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no what I about also, your Jags? You don't want him on the Jags? Yeah, they got they got a quarterback. They got their boy coming in. He's fine. I'm 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 starting to get excited about it. I'm hoping. I also think I think Washington is a, a, a interesting spot for him, but I think San Francisco might be good too because they have a really really good defense. They could give Garoppolo to Houston and a bunch of and picks and all that stuff. Ooh, I like that. And that would be that would make them from a last place team to a, I would say probably leading contender for that division. And they were a last place team based on a lot of misfortune last year, like misfortune on misfortune on misfortune between COVID and injuries and apparently playing on dangerous turf and <laughs> whatever the <laughs> hell else you wanted to throw at them. Let's not forget the year before Super Bowl. their Super Bowl. Yeah, so they're not a bad team, and if they added a piece like that. I I still don't think Garoppolo's fish is fried. So yeah, maybe a change of setting for him would be good in Houston. You don't know. So could work mm-hmm. out for both sides. Chicago wouldn't be bad if they're willing to give if Houston wants Mitch Trubisky and body body blah. Nobody wants Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> I know. He randomly does it. I, I don't understand, but that's something Houston would do. I also heard Carolina in talks. If they're done with, if Teddy Bridgewater's what, Matt? If his fish is fried. fried. (laughs) Is that not a saying? I love it. I'm hoping that you made it up. I think I meant goose is cooked. I say goose is cooked is one of them. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I I think, uh, make a prediction right now. Where's he going to go? Two seconds. His name is City. I like San Fran, so I'll stick with that one. Okay. Or I like Washington. I like them both. <laughs> uh, okay, no, I'll go. I'm gonna go with Washington. Okay, Scott, go. I'll I'll just go to New Orleans. <laughs> All right, we did it. All right, guys, let's talk free agency. So, a lot of big names that are on the free agent market. We don't know where they're gonna go, and well, it, we should probably talk about franchise tags if we're gonna talk about free agents because there's always the possibility of franchise tags. So. 
each team gets one designated franchise tag that they can place on anybody. They have till March 9th to be able to designate their player under the franchise tag. And what that does is they're on the team for one year at a designated salary um, based off of like the top five players of that position. So position by position, they would get a it's different amount of money. Top three. Not that it matters top three. Okay. Top three. So it seems like this, and it's based on the salary cap for the next year. And there, that's a that's kind of an issue. Not really an issue, but it's probably going to be lower. Did they already announce what the salary cap is going to be for team to team? Was it going to be like one eighty million or one hundred eighty five million or somewhere around there? No idea. No. <laughs> All right. All right. It's going to be in that range. So we have an idea of where the franchise tag will be. If you tag a quarterback, it's going to be twenty five million. They'll get paid for one year. Wide receivers will get sixteen million. Running backs will get around eight million, and tight ends will get around ten million. Unless it's their second year in a row of getting the franchise tag. For instance, Dak Prescott was franchise tagged last year, did that horrifying thing to his ankle, and there's talk of Dak Prescott getting a second franchise tag. If it's your second year of franchise tag, the amount you get paid is 120% of what you got paid on the, the, the first time. So if, if Dallas franchise tags Dak Prescott, he's going to make about $37 million this year. But to get into that, yeah, that's a lot of money for Dak whenever you don't, you have a, you have a chance to pivot and change or anything, but it might be the best opportunity for Dak and whatever team takes him because he's going to get paid a lot of money. Nobody knows what he's going to be like on this ankle again and anything. I don't see another team giving him a salary close to that much per year. And I know he's going to want a long-term deal sure. to go somewhere else. Like it, it seems like that's crazy, but it seems like that might be what happens is he just gets franchise tagged again. Dallas was cooking when he was quarterback. I was literally going to say almost that verbatim because I, before you said that, Danny, I didn't realize that was the rule that if you get franchised a second time, that it goes up by that. But if they've got the salary cap space, like Matt just said, they were doing great with him. And you kind of need to find out if he's going to be back to his old self. Is he going to be that same talented guy who can move around like he did before? And if he's not, as Dallas, you can go, okay, we only lost you know a little bit of money on this one year. And we weren't going to do well with anyone we would have got anyways. So, oh, well, let's draft somebody. Let's trade for somebody. And if he does do well, then you can start to talk about a long-term contract. I don't think you want to sign him, if you're anybody, to a long-term contract before you can see if he's even a mobile quarterback anymore. And what you can do also is sign him to the franchise tag and then work on a long-term contract. I'm pretty sure that's what Tennessee did with De Derrick Henry before um, they gave him his contract yep. was they franchise tagged him and then they worked on it. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I, I a lot of players don't want the franchise tag because it's one year. It's a certain amount of money and they want long-term deals. Everyone wants stability and long-term deals. It's more money. I don't know. What do you guys think? Let's start with Dak Prescott. He is the big name free agent quarterback. I personally think that Dallas is going to franchise tag him again. He's going to play this year. He's going to do fine. And then he's going to walk at the end of the year. What do you think? Sorry, you probably said this earlier. Is to the cap on getting franchise tagged, you can't get tagged more than two years? Yeah, you can't do it more than two years. Yeah. 
I, I can see that definitely. He gets paid a shitload for this year. He showcases that he can still play football. And if that offense is cooking just like he did before, he's going to make a huge case for him to get a long-term deal somewhere else where he'll fizzle out and run out of his if, if you're Dallas, do you hope that you franchise him and he has a mediocre season, but still you see the promise and you're like, oh, you got to stay here. And then you offer him a bigger contract so that he won't walk? I don't know. You, if you're Dak Prescott, you can't be. You can't be happy, right? No, get... I mean, they've got the pieces in that that team to where they're going to be good. They could be good for a couple of years with a good quarterback. So do you sacrifice next year and just hope you can land them for less money for a, a long-term deal? Jerry Jones is unpredictable. The problem with <laughs> them tagging him for what would he get, like 37 mil or something? 37 you said? million, yeah. Uh. The problem with that is like that's going to set the precedent for his salary going forward, and you're going to be paying him. I well, I guess what is it? Uh, Patrick Mahomes gets like fifty million a year, so that's oh not even... my god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. If he has a mediocre season, what outside team is going to be like? Yeah, we'll pay you thirty five million a year if you didn't even live up to the one year of thirty seven million. So I don't even. I'm not even sure. I don't even know if there is a limit of how many years you can do it, but like based off the rules, like, like let's say that there was no limit. Cause I don't actually know that there would have been 120% of his, of the 37 million for one more year. So they're not going to end up doing that. Like they'll have to pay him. <laughs> what? 70 like something. What? hundred percent. Yeah. My, my math is wrong, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I do that. <laughs> well, I took 37 and I, I, and then I reversed the numbers and made it 73. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You get it. You get it. You get it. Other, <laughs> other big name uh, quarterbacks that are in the free agent market. Cam Newton. That's a big one. I mean, really, it's Dak Prescott. And then there's other ones like Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, Mitch Trubisky. Andy Dalton could be interesting where he goes as a backup. Maybe somewhere where he'll find some time. I am very interested in Ryan Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. where does he land washington he's only 39 <laughs> years old and washington I, for every <laughs> every free agent oh i'd love it i i hope he lands somewhere like like he always does where he ends up starting some games and we all can root for the fitz magic again you think cam newton stays in new england the way he's talking i feel like he's going to yeah i, I don't who cares Really? <laughs> we made that, a promise we weren't going to talk about the Patriots ever again. That's the best way to put it. Who cares? I, I mean, what are their alternatives would be my question. I mean, he's not getting a lot of money, and he's your probably your best candidate for getting somebody cheap. But that team, it's not like they didn't do well because of him last year. That team was just not very good. They didn't have any offensive pieces. Didn't he rush for like 14 touchdowns? That's probably too yeah, many, The man. first, like six games i think he was averaging like one and a half rushing touchdowns per game like he oh, was yes. decent fantasy wise you know who there did that tim tebow because i had him that one year uh in fantasy and i'm like why am i starting tim tebow again this is a disaster <laughs> and he would run two touchdowns in and like sling 180 yards in the fourth quarter i'm like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> every single week um running back so there are a lot of big name running backs, big names as yeah, in a lot of a, good ones, a lot of from a fantasy perspective, they're really good or they used to be really good. And I don't oh, know what it. they are anymore. Who is going to overpay for Kenyon Drake? 
(laughs) As soon as I started reading the list and it got to Kenyan Drake, I'm like, Matt's going to have something to say at a certain point. And turns out I was right. It said he made eight and a half mil last year. Oh my gosh. I hope nobody pays him that much. He's like, he's like a five mil running back. Jesus Christ. This guy hates Kenyon. Wasn't he like top 10 in fantasy? To be fair, if somebody said I was a five mil a year engineer, I'd be pretty happy about that. So it's still a compliment. It's all, it's all about perspective. That's right. Aaron Jones is, I think, the big name on this list, though. Aaron Jones is a free agent. There's talk of Green Bay using their franchise tag on Aaron Jones, although there's been talk Aaron Jones would not be happy about playing on a franchise tag. He wants a long-term contract. Now, has Aaron Jones played his way into a long-term contract with Green Bay, in your opinion? No, I think... I think the best thing for him and Green Bay is to let him go. He's he showcased that he's a talented running back, at least in that system. So some other team's going to pay him on a nice little deal, and he's not going to do much there. And Green Bay can move on to thick thick thighs. AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones has been great. I say what what, define? What are you talking about? I was going to say define long term contract. How how much? How many years is a long term? Well, what did Fernando Tatis Jr. get? Like a week ago, fourteen like years is four, probably not that's quite it. real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I certainly think Aaron Jones has earned like a three-year contract from what he's done and the touchdowns he's got. I just don't in know Green if that. Bay? Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, I just in their logic is what is our team going to be? Rogers isn't going to be our quarterback in three years. Is Devonte going to be here at that point? Like, what are we going to be in three years? Like signing him to a long term, they might be honestly at a rebuilding point. So I don't yeah. know if it's a smart move for them. Going forward, their one-two should be A.J. Dillon and Jamal Williams. Like, that's what they should... I mean, A.J. Dillon has showed that he can be that early down back, and he has thick thighs. And so why do you need Aaron Jones there? He's just a I don't product think of being need- on a decent offense. I don't think you need Jamal Williams, and Jamal Williams is also a free agent. Let that guy walk. I think Matt's a leg man. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. You send Aaron Jones down to Jacksonville, and I bet James Robinson runs circles around him. I never said that he would. I like James Robinson. <laughs> no, Danny, you said it. Uh, Chris Carson is another one. I, I, you know, I'm liking Chris Carson more and more. I mean, he got injured. He had some issues up in Seattle. I hope Seattle resigns him, and keeps him up there. What do you guys think of Chris Carson? He's a guy who just never stays on my radar and is never on my fantasy team. I, I like him when he's healthy. I feel like he's he's like that few games out every year kind of guy, right? Yeah, he's that guy that I never look at to draft, but it seems like I always play against when he has his good weeks. You know what? Marlon Mack is a free agent. What do you think his career is going to be like now? Would he tear his ACL preseason, I think? Was it his Achilles yeah. or his, his ACL? It week, it was week one. Okay, I mean, what's his Achilles or his ACL though? I think it was his ACL. Dang, and he was never paid. He was yeah. on a free or a rookie deal. I, no. I'm intrigued where he'll go, but he's not going to get a lot of money after. No, might be like a one year thing, one one year, two mil. He's it was his Achilles, guy. wasn't it? That's Achilles? what I was asking. I couldn't remember. Yeah, I think if it was, was his Achilles. So he's he's going to be a backup, and you got to. I don't want to hope for anyone to get hurt, but it just because he showed that he could be a pretty damn good running back 
And I don't want to say I hope the starter wherever he's at gets hurt so he gets a chance to prove himself, but I kind of do. It was Achilles. Just, You're right. Yeah, it was Achilles. Sorry. Go continue. Oh, that was it. I just I want I want him to get the chance to at least show what he's got, and maybe that injury caused enough damage to where he won't be the same guy ever again, and that really sucks. But especially with the rookie contract he was on, but you know, a few it is what it is. Uh, just a few other guys that I've been eyeing up on this list, and Danny, you're probably about to get to them are Todd Gurley, Leonard Fournette, and. Oh man, I'll even throw well Mark Ingram too. Like those are all high paid running backs who are, just don't have a home right now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like Lev Bell too. Did you say Lev Bell? Oh well, yeah, he's farther down my list, but he falls right in the same category. Yeah, who would you what? like to have out of those guys? Gurley, Fournette, Bell, and uh, Ingram, Fournette. I think I'd take Bell somehow. We have a reason. I mean, it very much depends on their situation, but if you were to put any of them on the same team and say, who would I rather have? I'm going to go with Fournette. Yeah, I'd probably take Fournette too. I think Fournette Fournette is the youngest, which does speak a lot with running backs. Gurley is only a year older, but he's had so many knee issues and everything. But then when you get into Ingram and Bell, they're getting up there. You know who I honestly hope lands in a really good spot is Mike Davis. He's a free agent. Christian McCaffrey's coming back. Mike Davis proved that he can be a starting running back in the NFL. I hope when he goes somewhere that'll appreciate him. <laughs> Agreed. He just has like such a, a normal name, you know? You, yeah. you can only go so far being a Mike Davis. Sorry for all our listeners named <laughs> Mike Davis. Like I would like him to be on Atlanta or something like that. Who still has a little bit of juice. Maybe he can rejuvenate that, you know, get the most out of Matt Ryan's last day, like year, last days, like he's dying out of Matt Ryan's end of his career or something. That'd be cool. You ever have one of those players you root for who's never been that good, but you always want them to be good and you've always rooted for him and you're not sure why. Mm-hmm. One of the, I got one of those. Can you guess who it is on the free agent list for running backs? And it's not on the ones on our show, Doc. It's oh, somebody else. Sure. It's Kenny and Drake. He's been slow playing him for years. <laughs> is no, it? My... Is it? Uh, is it? Is it Matt Breida? Yes. Oh my it god, is Matt Breida. <laughs> I have like when I've seen him play, he always seems really talented, and he always has like rumblings of being really talented. But he can never stick in a starting role. He can never stay healthy, and. It just never happens for him. So I hope he lands in a good spot where maybe it works out for him. But I can't say my rooting for him has ever been that justified. All right, let's talk wide receivers. There's also a lot of wide receivers on the open market. And I don't think we need to go further for star power than right at the top with Allen Robinson. He is one of my favorite players in the NFL. And I think he's underappreciated and undervalued. Um. I also have heard a lot about Chicago most likely putting their franchise tag on him. Scott's struggling to open his whiskey right now. Just, I was trying to be quiet. The cap rolled off and like bounced <laughs> on the table. He's unscrewing it in like the lightest way so nothing bad happens and then he drops the entire thing. Well, Danny, um, while Scott's figuring that out, I'll mention that Allen Robinson isn't necessarily at the top of the list there's one higher paid wide receiver who's available aj green 
He's but higher paid. In 2020, he made 18 mil. Oh, Alvin yeah. Robinson made 14. But I don't. I don't again. Yeah, <laughs> there's no way he gets the money that Allen Robinson gets out of free agency. Allen Robinson is the stud uh, in free agency right now, and teams that need a wide receiver are going to be fawning over him. Is that a word? Fawn, fawning? Fawn, fawning over him. They'd be fawn. Are you thinking of fighting? Fighting no. over him? You're going to look it up. Look up fawning. Is that fawning, the that's, that's, that's like yeah. drooling over him, right? He's got it. We'll give him a second to figure this out. <laughs> yeah, to flatter someone or attend to someone excessively to curry favor with somebody. For sure. Please stop fawning all over the guests. Oh, yeah. I had that yeah, spot on. That's correct. You know what? I'll let me, Let's stop for a second and say this. Every time one of us has used a word that the other two have gone, are we sure that's the correct usage? Every time we look it up, we're right. Have you guys recognized that? <laughs> I don't think I don't it's like we've time. done it that many times. <laughs> All to three it. times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying our grasp on the English language is uh, fucking lit. And, <laughs> and our uncertainty in our use of that grasp <laughs> is, is not lit. Champs, all we need to do is hit pause and then look it up ourselves <laughs> to know, but we want to do it in real time. Yeah, Alan Robinson, I think he's going to stay with the Bears on the franchise tag. Uh, so I'll see. What Matt, you're gonna say. I was just gonna say, me and you Titans fans, we talk Titans a lot, so let's talk Titans right now. Alan Robinson is a free agent. Corey Davis is also a free agent. W- what do we do? Because we, we gotta have somebody to compliment AJ Brown. Do we re-sign Corey Davis? Which I'm I'm fine with. I will not be upset with our wide receiver core if we do that. Or do we try to spend up with somebody like Allen Robinson, who's only surprisingly two years older than Corey Davis? I would go with Allen Robinson because then you have Allen Robinson, AJ Brown, and Derrick Henry, and find a way to re-sign Janu Smith. You spend mm. two to three, two to three times more probably on Allen Robinson, at least two oh, times more. It's not my money. It's <laughs> not my money. <laughs> not my money. <laughs> okay. I have no idea what the caps look like, um, yeah. but it's something interesting to think of because there's no way we'd get both ever. <laughs> no, 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 no. Now, Scott, your boys uh, down in Tampa Bay, I say that because they're forever your boys uh, since you picked them to win and they did. Chris Godwin, is he going to get franchise tag? Is he going to sign a long-term deal? He says he wants to stay in Tampa. I would have to think they're going to franchise him this year they're they'd be paying him less and he's coming off a little bit of an injury season where he's been out here and there but at the same time he showed his ability and if i were them i would try to sign him for a long term he seems like there's a future i mean obviously it doesn't seem like antonio brown's coming back and he's obviously getting a little older evans i don't even know he he showed glimpses here and there of being a big touchdown guy but not overall being great in terms of yardage and stuff so i don't know what that team is receiving wise i think chris godwin's what you got to build around for your future i would just try to sign him for a long term yeah so you mentioned antonio brown too um if he leaves yeah i think godwin gets signed in tampa bay so antonio brown landing spots what do you think danny pittsburgh (laughs) finish it off one a one-year deal big ben comes back that sounds right 
for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why, but I bet you. Either Pittsburgh or the Jets. One of the so, two. <laughs> just where dreams go to die. <laughs> <laughs> what about, I mean, Juju is a free agent as well. I mean, he could leave and then Steelers may want Antonio Brown back. Eh, I don't know. Somebody who I don't even know if is worth mentioning on this list, but I've always liked and always think he's performed well above his role that he gets given on his team is Curtis Samuel. When he's in the game, when he's getting targets, the dude performs. And if some reason the Titans can't hold on to Corey Davis and don't get Allen Robinson or anything, I would love that addition to their team, to their receiving core. Mm-hmm. I'd like it now. What about your boy, Sammy Watkins? Uh, he old. I thought he's he was gonna, when he was describing <laughs> Curtis Samuel and then he didn't say his name, I thought he was going to say Sammy Watkins. And, you know, Sammy Watkins has all that chief stink on him. So <laughs> he just reeks of failure. Yeah. What about so one guy I didn't realize was still on his rookie deal, I guess, is Kenny Galladay. Yeah. He never got paid. Yeah. He's never gotten paid. Yeah, the entire Lions receiving core are free agents. Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, and Danny Amendola are all free agents. What if they all leave? And Jared Goff's just standing there going, um, if, I here, mean, com- if here comes Hawkinson. <laughs> if I'm Galladay, like, man, like, I know this team drafted me and, like, I've done well here so far, but then they just shipped off my QB to rebuild. It's like, I think I'm going for the money right now. Like, Galladay should be going for money. I heard that there, it's most likely yep. that Detroit's going to franchise tag him. Can we, that, so, before yeah. we get too deep into it, is the franchise tag kind of bullshit? It's like, <laughs> oh, you're a free agent, but not really. Uh uh, 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 not so fast. <laughs> um, I, I don't know what to think about it because they are giving them top tier money for that year. And I guess the idea is that. Was the idea you can keep players within your franchise and be able to rework? So I don't. The idea behind the the franchise tag is what Derrick Henry did last year. Like they franchise tagged him, and it gave them a longer period of time to work out a full time deal. And that's the heart and soul behind the franchise tag. Gives you longer to figure that out. True. Obviously, that that doesn't get done a lot of the time. If that's how it was used as opposed to intended, I would agree with you. But it seems like it just screws over so many players because they're like, well, you're uh, you're somebody we want for this one year. We'll pay you this for one year, even though you've earned more. And then we're going to let you walk just because we don't care after that. It just it, it does seem like a kind of a stab in the back to a lot of the guys that get tagged. Yeah, they don't I, end up staying I, with that team. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'd like to see like if there are any stats behind it on players that have been franchise tagged and then what kind of deal they got worked out after they were tagged and everything, because the only one that really rings in my head is Love Bell, who, in my opinion, kind of effed himself over after being franchise tagged. Yes, he had to do he had two years on the franchise tag. The second one was the one he sat out. That would have been two years of making top three running back money and could have potentially gotten a, like a three-year deal making some good money after that somewhere else or with Pittsburgh. And he, like, I think he played that way wrong, in my opinion. Uh, other than him, I don't think it's effed anybody over, really. Yeah, the fr- it says, just to echo, Matt, you are right with, like, the idea behind the franchise tag. Perhaps originally designed, this is straight from Wikipedia, so you know it's good. Perhaps originally designed to reduce player movement in 
to bigger markets. Uh, NFL revenue sharing and hard salary cap have placed teams on an even playing field. The tag options allow NFL franchises an extended bargaining period for a player that they feel is key to their success. So that's what you were just saying is, now hold on, hold, hold, hold on. Yeah. We can talk about this. And I, I will say that who knows if it's right or wrong with the franchise tag, but I will say the NFL has some of the best parity between teams in a lot of sports. Um, so they're they're doing something right. I don't know if it's that. Mm-hmm. Let's talk quickly about tight ends. There's not many on this list of free agents. The there's two big ones at the top. What hey, hey, Scott? I just wanted to mention because we just talked about Detroit's whole receiving core going. So is the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. And before we went down, I wanted to mention I'm like. I would love to see Allen Robinson go back to the Jaguars. Can you imagine him making that choice? New coach, new quarterback. You got to run him back again. I'm like, it's a different team, man. I don't think it'll happen, but that would be pretty exciting. Jaguars yeah. have to get a good wide receiver in there for got DJ Shark. They're fine. for Trevor Lawrence, and we'll see. But if what if they could sign one of those top guys, Robinson, Godwin, Juju, Will Fuller, even. Kenny Galladay. Yeah. Oh boy, I'd get, uh, I'd be really excited for the Jaguars next year. I'll be honest. Yeah. Where does Minshew land this year? I think we've already talked about this. <laughs> yeah, we had this exact <laughs> Battle Hawks. We talked about this. Oh man, <laughs> I'd love it. Hunter Henry, tight end of the Chargers. He got franchise tagged last year, and there's talk about it happening again. If so, he would make about twelve million dollars. Really good for a tight end. Um, really good for a dog. I would stay if I were him. You got Justin Herbert there. See what you got. And I mean, we always talk about our top tier tight ends, and Hunter Henry doesn't fall in our top tier. If he can make 12 mil being franchise tagged, yeah, just do it, man. Do yeah, it. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's like, where the hell is he going to make more than that anywhere else? And our boy, Matt, John U. Smith, another big name uh, mm-hmm. tight end free agent. Uh, I was reading. As you as you do, um, I was reading that they the Titans made not Scott <laughs> books. John <laughs> Smith, uh, the Titans may. It sounds like they're probably going to franchise tag him with um, the effort to sign him long term, just like they did with Derrick Henry. Is the the consensus idea of what the Titans may do? Matt, do you agree with that? I I agree with it. I think he's. He fizzled off the last part of last season, which might be good for signing him at a more reasonable salary. Um, but he's definitely got the talent. So I'm I'm okay with sticking with him. I love my boy Janu. I mean, there is one other really good tight end out there that is hard to pass up, and that's Jake Butt. Mm. <laughs> that butt. There's <laughs> a butt named tight end. Yeah, was, with with the way that Matt, like you just said, he did kind of fizzle off in the back season is the back half, what, do you try to sign him now, though, as opposed to franchise him? You might get him at a better value. I mean, it's, it, this is the league of what have you done for me lately, and he started great, he got hurt, and then he came back, and then he was meh, so it's, well, I don't know. He is young, I, so one of those to where yeah. I'm not sure wh- which way you go. The problem if you franchise somebody like Johnny Smith is that that immediately gives him one year on top three tight end money which is going to be what the average of Kelsey Kittle and like Waller, that's good money. So he has that locked in the bank for at least a year. And right now he's still on rookie money. So if they just work out a full-time deal or a long-term deal with him, like four years, I think they can like, they can get him 
well under that dollar amount per year and it's not going to set that precedent. exactly i guess that's my problem is like once he's like okay i'm just going to stick with this franchise because i'm going to be making a shitload of money this one year and that sets a precedent for his salary to be higher especially if he has a good year again which i hope he does um i don't know if it's the right way to play it i think if you franchise tag him you franchise tag him and then you might have to part ways i don't know Ooh. see if we get to yeah that's that exactly you're right that's why i was like this is might be the time if you feel like he is talented is he showed at the beginning and i don't disagree he did seem like a great tight end now so do you try to get him for a few years because like you said matt you can get him for the dollar average well below what he'd make if he has a great year this year if you franchise him and then what, you're like you said, you're probably yeah. gonna lose him i don't know what do you think you get him at like on a four-year deal like four mil a year i was just about to say 16 mil like total yeah i would love that i would love him four years four mil a year 16 total that would be an incredible deal i think to keep him yeah that might be optimistic yeah yeah well guys let's take a break when we come back we're gonna talk draft it's the best part of fantasy right is the mm-hmm. actual draft. We're talking fantasy draft, not the NFL draft. That's coming up in a few shows, but we're going to talk draft. We're going to prognosticate, I think is the actual word. Look at all. We're going to talk day comes yeah, around and here we, we start talking about prognosticate. If I hit prognosticate correctly, then I'm right on our uh, on our English, but uh stick around. Hey everybody, Ty here with Dan and Tone from the Upper Decker Podcast. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Chumps to Champs. These guys absolutely kill it when it comes to fantasy football, and I'd be willing to bet that if you're uh, you're a football fan, there's a good chance you follow baseball as well. And if that's the case, we want you to finish up this episode and then head on over to the Upper Decker Podcast. We cover all things baseball, so whether you want to hear about the latest on-the-field action, listen to breakdowns of trades and signings, or learn about some crazy baseball history, we've got a little something for everyone. We are going to drop some knowledge on you and hopefully give you a few laughs in the process. If you want to check us out, we're available on all your streaming platforms. We'd also encourage you to follow us at Upper Decker Pod on Twitter and Facebook. Hope you check us out and enjoy the rest of this episode of Chumps to Champs. Woo! Welcome back, champs. Chumps to Champs Fantasy Football Podcast, and we're going to talk a little bit about the 2021 draft. But Danny, it's like seven months away from now. I don't think you even need us on the podcast. You can just do our voices. <laughs> well, Scott, that was that was doesn't Scott, matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Scott's got his whiskey. Scott's got his beer. He's God. This guy came prepared. This guy, this guy's ready to pod. I, I get, it, it helps when you make your own schedule and not have to wake up in the morning. <laughs> there you go. So this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about just the first five rounds. The most exciting part of the 2021 fantasy football draft you're going to do a long time from now. And I know it's February. A lot's going to change, but whatever. I We want to talk about it right now and get you kind of in the mindset of some of these players and where you think they're going to go, where you may be interested in even reaching 
at this point in the season, I mean, again, this is before the NFL draft. Everything can change. Free agents can move. But we're going to talk each round. We're going to throw out a player or two or whatever we want about players that we like in this round that we're kind of aiming for, even if it is a little bit of a reach. So let's talk round one. And I know you got your easy ones like, you know, Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook and all them. But Matt, toss out a player that you're really interested in in round one and why well first of all i don't depend on where you pick round one is so different depending on where you're picking so there are some players where right now derrick henry is sitting at five and i think he could arguably be a one in fantasy again as another rushing leader he's been a rushing leader twice or the last two seasons uh dude's a stud so what i'm trying to say is if you are a fantasy fan, you're picking number one overall, don't be afraid to take Derrick Henry. As in somebody who I'm just not afraid to take at the bottom half of the first round. That's, that's really, really what I, that, that's kind of what I mean. Like, yeah, for the first okay, well, round, this is, this the is best. great, great content either way, Danny. Okay. I'm getting a bowl. <laughs> um, late in the first, if it works with my draft strategy and I'm picking on the turn, I don't hate Stefan Diggs. Um, and like I said, it's at a turn, so it's almost like a one or a two. And he's yeah. going early second round either way. But I don't think that's a reach. I think Stefan Diggs proved that his situation's great. He is talented. If you want a wide receiver this early, he's not a bad pick. I, I trust him more than Tyree Hill, but I, I think we've all known that I'm not a huge fan on the show. Mm-hmm. Stefan Diggs is a great pick for what we're doing here. Um, I, I completely agree because I wonder when it comes fantasy season if he's going to be in that first round i mean he's gonna be in the talk but i bet you he's gonna end going like early second in most 12 team leagues and yeah i'm with you scott you agree if you were in like the 10th spot out of a 12 team league 11 12 right around there taking stefan diggs uh... <laughs> he was actually my second round steal so if i had an early pick in the second round so okay late first no. early so second no. <laughs> I, I mean I, I get your point it, and again, it just depends on how the draft's going. But yeah, he, he seems to be, from what I was looking at, he was wide receiver four going 15 overall. So he's one of those where if I was at the turn, I'm like, okay, running back, wide receiver, I could take him at 11, 13, depending on if you have a 10 or 12 person league. And I'd be very happy with that. So yeah, okay. above his rank, what I'm looking at, yes. So, then, so, you know, Scott, me and Danny talked in private, and we are doing this based on 12 team rounds. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then I would take like two spots above, right? <laughs> you should have figured it out. I mean, just where we are. But, Scott, then who is your first round guy you're eyeballing? Dude, All we'll right. call it dude that you're oodling over. Oogling? Oodling. So, <laughs> there you go. It's our get, first usage first... of a God damn it. <laughs> so the guy that, well, just before I get to my guy, one thought I had was, oh, this might be not a steal by any means. But I was like, okay, coming off an injury, where's McCaffrey going to be going? Because we've talked about Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, maybe Kamara, you know, that kind of stuff. And looking at, they still have McCaffrey number one. And I was like, damn it. I was thinking if I took him at like the three overall instead of like Barkley or Kamara, because I still have Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook ahead of him, that would be a reach. But they still have him at number one. So cancel all of that. Yeah. He's still that guy. 
the guy I'm looking at in the first round, which I may reach for a little bit more than some people, is Jonathan Taylor Thomas. For sure. I, even without the quarterback situation being, you know, tied down as a, we'll see what Wentz is. I don't know. But looking at some of the other people in that kind of vicinity, what I'm looking at, he's RB7 and he's eight overall with Devonta Adams being the old, only non running back ahead of him. I don't know, man. I, I like Jonathan Taylor as much as I like Nick Chubb. And as much as I like Saquon Barkley, I think I would go Jonathan Taylor above both of those guys. And that's why I feel like if I'm the like fifth pick and I take him, these rankings are going to say I'm an idiot, but I like his prospects over those guys. Yeah, No way I'd pick him over Chubb if Chubb was the only guy in Cleveland. Uh, but with yes. there, that's Agreed. not the case. Agreed. Uh, the, the crazy thing I'm seeing right now is Zeke is one spot under Jonathan Taylor Thomas. And I yep. definitely trust JTT more than Zeke right now. For sure. And like you said, kind of same with Barkley. I, I was kind of against him preseason last year, and then he got hurt, which didn't really justify me being against him, but shows that uh, not too certain there. JTT, big yeah. first round steal. I would take JTT over Barkley as well right now. Uh, he was third in the rushing yards. Scored 12 total touchdowns, and we didn't really even hear that much about him in the first half of the year. So he he is the future of NFL running backs. I think I, I you can't go wrong with that, Scott. So I agree. Future. So my guy towards the end, maybe even the middle of the first round, would be Travis Kelsey. He is such an advantage in fantasy football that you don't see all the time. Rob Gronkowski in his heyday, Jimmy Graham, those couple of years, Antonio Gates. Like these are guys where you get an elite wide receiver in a spot where nobody else has jack shit to throw out there. And as long as you follow it up with good wide receivers, you've got elite right there, right away. Go ahead, Matt. Sorry. I was just going to say, um, you mentioned Rob Gronkowski in his heyday. Did you know that Rob Gronkowski and Travis Kelsey are both 31 years old? What? Yes. Wow. That's the wow. truth. Wow. That's, a, that's amazing to me. I don't know why, but it is kind of. Yeah. Do, I think, do I think that Gronkowski was older or that Travis Kelsey was younger? You put your hands together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Travis Kelsey was only behind Stephon Diggs in yardage this past year. 105 catches, 1,400 yards, 11 touchdowns. He's not stopping. And I think that we're at the point where you could take him at the end of the first round and be happy with it. Would you guys, what's the earliest you guys would take Travis Kelsey as of right now in 2021? I would have him. to. I'd have to be right at the turn to where I could get another position or maybe at the spot right before the turn to where I still see a running back or wide receiver of value a couple picks away to where I don't feel like I'm losing much, but I, I couldn't do it at like the seven spot or the eight spot. I'd have to be at like the 10 or 11, 12 if you're in a 12 person league. Yeah, I I mean I'm I see Kittle going at the two three turn. I'd rather reach for him in the second than reach for Kelsey in the first. Um and that that's obviously dependent on Kittle's quarterback and team situation. So second round, Scott, you mentioned Stefan Diggs is the guy you're you're oogling 
over with a G. It was between digs and well, honestly, looking at these, there's a a one, two, three punch all right in a row. Well, don't say mine and Matt's all in one one Okay. I'll go just with the other guy that I was thinking about before that. It was when I thought about who would I be happy with as a wide receiver one. I'm like, oh, Diggs is there. The other one was DK Metcalf. They're right next to each other. Wide receiver four and five, 15 and 16. And I have sincerely liked Metcalf before the season because I thought he was going to be a touchdown machine. And he was for the most part. But let's be honest, nobody... None of us saw Diggs doing what he did. I mean, kudos to him, Josh Allen, you know, well done. You surprised all of us. And I don't think that's going to stop because they're both young. That team's going to be fairly similar. So I don't think you can go wrong with Diggs. And Metcalf is right behind him. If you don't get Diggs 15, 16, according to this wide receiver four and five, I like both of those as my wide receiver one. Matt, who you got as your second round guy? My guy, this mm-hmm. round's fairly interesting. I think my guy that I'm not going to be afraid to pick in this round, which I feel like a lot of people would be afraid, is A.J. Brown. If I got a stud running back in the first round, I'm I'm going to feel confident picking A.J. Brown here as my wide receiver one. And what what I think everybody is thinking right now is exactly what Scott just said. There's Stephon Diggs, there's Metcalf, there's Ridley, there's Michael Thomas, like all right above A.J. Brown. Like, isn't that a tear break? I don't think it is a tear break seeing what AJ Brown did last year. It sounds like it, but it's not. Um, I think I don't, I, I don't want to steal any of your thunder if you're in touch on any of this, Danny, but uh, there's also uh, a player that I am just not excited about. That's in the second round. And that is miles Sanders. Like, I don't think he fits here. So He's somebody I'm staying away from in the second round after what he's done the past couple of years. He's really failed on delivering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, Miles Sanders has left a weird taste in my mouth, but, but I wasn't going to pick him as my second round guy and watch him. The one that I had, honestly, was Keenan Allen. Mm-hmm. I am totally fine at the end of the second round kind of deal. I'm completely fine with them being my wide receiver one on my team. If I go for a running back early on, if I'm one of those top picks in the first, obviously a hundred catches this past year. And I feel like we never talked about Keenan Allen this entire, like the entire 2020 season still had a hundred catches nine ninety two yards. So he was eight yards short of a thousand and eight touchdowns. And he's just building his rapport with Herbie Hancock. I oh yeah. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I think the sky's the limit for Keenan Allen. I think you have a wide receiver one, um, especially in PPR. Yeah. Before we move on from the second round, I just want to mention a couple of things I think are interesting. We didn't touch on Josh Jacobs, really. Yeah, he's looking like he's going in the middle of second round right now. And I think that is amazing, especially if you drafted. Well, if you drafted anything in the first, even if it was another running back. Great, great pick in the middle of second, Josh Jacobs. Uh, another one that I wouldn't be scared of, which I think most people will, is Joe Mixon. Um, last year, since he also got beat up by a lot of injuries and garbage, uh, I think this year with a healthy team uh, and Joe Burrow back in the mix, Mixon can finally be that running back we want him to be. I don't know. With a question mark at the- I think Mixon is the kind of running back where if I already have a 1A in the first round, and he drops to me at the end of the second. I'm like, I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. 
Sounds good. Go ahead. Go ahead, Scott. I, I want to backtrack a half step with the Miles Sanders discussion because I know he didn't do great overall last year and he had those random games that kind of, I don't know, his stats probably look all right, but he had big games and real crap games. But again, we talked about that team having no quarterback, no wide receivers. I feel like if they kind of do something in the draft and if Jalen Hurts ends up being a decent quarterback, I feel like Miles Sanders could be a steal if you get him at the right spot. So it's what second I'm looking round at, though, second round. No, 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 no. no. Well, so that's the thing. They, they've got him at RB twelve. So if you're if you're a running back heavy team and you've got a flex, like maybe he's the guy you're looking. I don't know. Again, a lot's going to change between now and then. But I'm I'm not willing to write him off. Essentially, I don't think. <laughs> he's lost value at the mid second round to add to Scott's point. I did mention earlier in defense of was it Wentz or Jalen hurts doing better next year that their O-line was supposed to be spectacular and had a couple devastating injuries to tackles, uh, right as the season started last year and those guys should be back. So if your line is back and healthy, your running back should be doing better as well. And maybe maybe that's what Miles Sanders needs. Yeah, looking at where where he's at right now, I've got it's 21, Miles Sanders 22, Joe Mixon. I would take Miles Sanders way before Joe Mixon in my mind. So I don't would, know. I don't know. I uh, would go with Joe Mixon. And I don't have any data to back this up other than that's <laughs> Well, they both had shit quarterbacks last year or, or an injury, sorry, that caused the injury, you know, no quarterback. But I don't know. I just like Miles Sanders. Joe Mixon's always been that guy that's got the talent. He seems like he's going to be there, but he just, I don't know. He just never seemed to really produce the numbers that you hope for if you draft him where he's going. I do like the fact that Philly just seems like a team that's like meaner, more aggressive, wants to win, has desire. And since he just seems like the team that's just, they're happy to be part of it. Like, just like <laughs> hey, guys, we're still in the league. Like, Thanks for the invite. We're, after the game, if we win, we're getting ice cream. If we lose, <laughs> right. we're still getting ice cream. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, round three. Uh, Scott, who are you looking at in round three as a, a dude? <laughs> as a dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of something like overly sexual and like it couldn't, but go for it. So call me a Homer. If you want, I don't care. James Robinson on this is the number 40 overall RB 20. I think James Robinson in the third round would be a phenomenal pick. Yes. I don't know what they're thinking about here. Looking at some of the stuff, but. I mean, James Robinson showed that he is going to be the guy going forward. They gave him 20-plus carries, even when they were garbage. And now you got to hope they have a quarterback, so now they can't stack the box against him. I think he's going to be a steal if he's going at number 40 overall. I mean, I would take, I would reach for him for sure in the early 30 picks. Mm-hmm. Matt, what are you thinking about that? I like that one a lot. I I completely. I think by the time draft rolls around, he's got to be a third round pick. Oh, I would think. Yeah, I would think he's what he did on a shitty team where he got the usage he got without support around him. 
the, the guy's a stud. It's not like he looked like he was lucky out there just getting fed the ball at the right times. He did it all. He's he's a good running back. Uh, easily a third-round pick for me. One guy I'll mention here who's currently slated right next to James Robinson in the fourth uh, that could be a third-round pick is Robert Woods. Uh, his stats don't lie, and and I feel like he was more of the deep ball threat than Cook or sorry, Cooper Cup um, in L.A. And guess who they have now? Stafford. Um, I'm I'm intrigued. It's a speculative pick. You can probably still get him in the fourth, but I wouldn't be upset with myself. The, the thing I'd be upset with is you'll have to pass up a few guys between him and where I'd say you'd pick him are Kenny Galladay, Terry McLaurin, and Chris Godwin. At least one of those guys is going to hit this year, and you're going to be mad at yourself if Robert Woods doesn't blast off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had him as uh, one of my guys potentially. So you're, I'm with you there. And I'll toss out there. I think he's solidified in that third round. He may be in the same ballpark as Robinson, maybe a little bit worse, but it's J.K. Dobbins. He ended up r- rushing for six yards per carry in 2020. That's absurd. His talent's obviously there. We can find the end zone. Mark Ingram is no longer on the team. Gus Edwards is a restricted free agent, so we don't know where he's going to be. It could be the Dobbins show, plus Lamar Jackson, of course, but a good offense, a good rushing offense. Getting him in the third, he could easily become a top eight running back in 2021. You can get him pretty late. What do you guys think of Dobbins? I almost like not only James Robinson, but between Robinson and Dobbins on the draft board, we're seeing right now Cam Akers and Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson, I'm all on board. I think he he showed once he had the opportunity that he's a stud and he can do it in Washington. I think he's only getting better. Uh, They look like a fun team. Akers, towards the end of the year, looked like he was leaning towards their workhorse. I don't trust L.A. to make him their workhorse going forward because... There's but, trust issues, there. but Stafford's there now, and Stafford can bomb, like yeah. as in like in a good way, not like do terrible. I mean, he can throw bombs with Woods and Cup there. I mean, that's a lot of of area for Acres to just scamper. Yeah, I I think I still like Dobbins more than Acres, but Gibson and Robinson. By the time draft rolls around, I don't know what I'm going to be thinking there. And I'll toss another name out there just to muddy the water. David Montgomery. Finished the second half of the year. He's in that same kind of territory as well. And he was dynamite. Yeah, David Montgomery was stud. I mean, we we talked about um, what the hell was Cohen not being there last year. So is that going to eat in if he comes back? But. I, again, I'm looking at fantasy pros right now, half BPR, and they have J.K. Dobbins at 28, Acres at 30, and James Robinson at 40 overall. Like, not even close to each other, yeah. which is very surprising to me. Like, if you had J.K. Dobbins or James Robinson, who do you take? That's your pick right there. Like, who do you pick right there? Oh, my God. I don't know. Um, and that's 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 my question. Like, it's a lot closer than they seem to have it. Prob- like, probably dot. Probably do- Yeah, I get I get what the point you're making is it, you can pick whoever you want, but the idea is that it's close. Yeah, yeah. The, the thing that I'm seeing is J.K. Dobbins right next to Justin Jefferson, and if you tell me both those guys are still on my draft board, I'm going Justin Jefferson early third all day. 
I was talking about Justin yeah. Jefferson being one of my guys in round two. So yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I think he earned yeah. it, right? Unless yeah. things really change in Minnesota, he's no. a second round. Thielen's another year older. Jefferson is their future. Oh, we're not even gonna know who Adam. I can't say that. Of course, he's gonna like. Uh, that's what I thought go. before this year, and he still got eleven yeah. touchdowns. So good yeah. for him. I'll give him kudos. Yeah. Scott, who are you looking at in round four? Whose crotch are you staring at? Whose uh, crotch are you, you kn- sniffing? That's, a, that's, a, <laughs> that's even better. You know I'll be sniffing those cups. So I'm going to go, <laughs> assuming my normal draft strategy is typically in the first three rounds, I lean toward like wide receiver, running back, running back. So that's kind of where I'm sitting. This is the point where, I don't usually take quarterbacks early. However, if Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson, they're both kind of ranked in the early 50s in terms of overall, depending on who I've got and who's sitting there, this is the point where I might start looking at quarterbacks because they're quarterback three and four, according to this. And looking at what's in between, you know what's in between Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson? TJ Hawkinson, according to this overall no, list. That's silly. Wha- what? And what's before them? Melvin Gordon, who knows? Cooper Cup, Kenyon Drake. No, none of these guys I would take over an elite quarterback because I know, I mean, I know a quarterback's pretty deep position these days, but you can get a quarterback like Kyler or Lamar that runs a lot. We've talked about how they beef up those stats. That's why I'm thinking this might be the time to look at one of those quarterbacks at this point in the fourth round if you've already solidified and you're happy with some some other positions and you don't see immediate value at that position that you're lacking. Go oh, wow. QB. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Matt, what about you? I think I'm going to dive a little deep here. Um, <gasps> what? Somebody, I think... It depends on how free agency pans out and how the team builds themselves for next year. But if Fournette is gone in free agency, Ronald Jones is sitting at uh, 57th overall, RB25. They have mid-fifth round, and I think he deserves fourth-round consideration if if Fournette's gone um, and there's not really a, a, a stud or anyone else brought in there. Well, like... Key, uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, what ended up happening? He had so much hype before the uh, season, but nothing came out of it. So maybe Ronald Jones showed enough to be the guy. So I'm all right with it. I'm going to piggyback on that and give you mine. Uh, same territory, same position. Fourth round, I'm actually looking at Melvin Gordon next oh, year. I thought you were going to get me real excited. Tell, tell me your reasoning on Gordon, and then I'll tell you who I thought you were going to pick. Wait, you tell you the reason I like Gordon, then you're gonna tell me who you I you yeah, thought I was gonna pick. Okay, <laughs> so just keep talking. Still there? <laughs> so, uh, I thought you're talking about your girlfriend. What? I got so confused. What? I, I thought you were like on the phone or something. And you're like, hey, is Lindsay still there? I'm like, Scott, dude. <laughs> what? I got. Really confused there. Anyway, <laughs> Philip Lindsay. Yeah, I get it now. Okay. <laughs> I heard you say the words. I don't know. Melvin Gordon, 4.6 yards per rush, 986 yards total. That's 10th in the league last year. 10th, top 10 in rushing yards. 
He was getting more involved in the passing without Lindsay there. Is Lindsay there? I don't know. I think Melvin Gordon has put a stamp on Denver Broncos backfield moving forward. I, and I think he's going to be awesome in the fourth round. I agree. I think he has enough talent. He's young enough to where if they were to move Lindsay, they could get something for him and be a better team overall because Melvin Gordon can be that workhorse type running back that he's been. And that's what I kind of said last year. Obviously, that's they, what I was going to say. Yeah. Last year, we they had the split same too time. much. They split too much with Lindsay. And I'm not disagreeing with anything Matt said last year that Lindsay's a good running back and he could be successful somewhere else. I agree with that, but not on a team where you're splitting running back stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't bet against, bet against Lindsay, but if he's gone, yeah, I'm Gordon all day. The, uh, the one I almost thought you were mentioning, Danny, was going at the end of the fifth right now. And I said last year that I felt like I missed out on him in drafts so much. He ended up having an injury, and their team had a ton of injuries. Raheem Mostert. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. if if they're healthy, and the team that went to the Super Bowl not more than two years ago, I think he could be a stud. And mm-hmm. I don't want to miss out on him, so I'll take him in the fourth. Um, but it looks like right now they got him slated for the fifth. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Um, random guy I want to throw out there and see, test the waters with you guys in the fourth round. Julio Jones. Would you take him if he's still there in the fourth? Yeah. I think I yeah. would too in the fourth round. I don't even think I'd question it. Uh, fourth round? Yeah. What third round, Matt? Question it. <laughs> he's He's been first round pick for so long. I guess last year was kind of second. So I guess he has been sliding. And yeah, last year was very disappointed with Julio. But if he's in the fourth, that's just... That's just opportunity and chance that I can't pass up if he's still going to be a wide receiver one for that offense. Scott, you're just that into the Calvin Ridley fan club. I am, yeah. I definitely like Ridley a lot going into next year. And Julio, if 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 you're talking fourth round, if I've got two running backs, one wide receiver, if he's my second wide receiver, depending on what's right around him, maybe, maybe. So fifth round, last round, we're going to chat a little bit about uh, Matt. Who's a guy that you're staring at from across the room in the fifth round? I think my guy right now is he's already slated for the fifth round, middle fifth, but he seems like a bargain here. Great addition to your team. If he can return to healthy form, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, He's on my list too. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't I wouldn't look back if I got him in the fifth round. I think that's a great talent and great opportunity on a team that's really blossoming right now. Um I got I got another uh another reach for this round, but I don't want to take one of your guys, so I'll come back to him at the end. Sweet, go for it, Scott. Well, I'm gonna be honest because the two guys I was looking at, you guys already mentioned from my rankings, I had Ronald Jones at fifty-seven is RB 25 overall. And like you said, if Fournette's gone, there's no way he's going to stay at that spot. So like, that would be a huge steal. And then right before that, Matt, you just mentioned Mostert, like son of a bitch. Oh, those I took my both two of guys. those. All right. I'm going to reach and take both those guys in the fourth. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> You're just not he's, as confident. <laughs> he's 60 overall RB 27. Again, according to fantasy pros, I'm like, those guys could be 
huge steals there and i love it so at this point just i'm just going to take a i'm winging it and i'm just looking at things real quick i'm going to say if you're looking for a wide receiver here will fuller was showing dynamite stats there he's ranked 64 wide receiver 26 we're not sure with houston what's going to happen with deshaun watson who knows but will fuller was looking like he was well beyond that deep threat guy tag that he got associated with. And he was really blowing it up last year. And then he went and used some kind of substance. <laughs> well, I had him in uh, uh, round four kind of eyeballing too, that I didn't name, but we, I didn't, cause we don't know. Yeah. His quarterback, we don't know what team he's going to play for. He's a free agent too. So he may not even be yeah. on Houston, but yeah, I agree with everything you said. I, I'd be fine with Will Fuller in the fifth. And my guy that I'll toss out there, I'll say uh, DJ Chark. Doubling down. He's like a fifth-round pick last year. If every single other Jaguar is going to be gone through free agency and they got Trevor Lawrence in there, he's got to throw it to someone, and he's really good at football. So I'll say bounce back for DJ Chark in the fifth. That might be stretching. I was back and forth. Okay, Matt, sorry. You had another guy in in your mind before. Were you going to say DJ Chark or no? No, and I think I know who you were ping ponging against. Can I guess? Who? Yes, Cortland Sutton. It was Cortland Sutton. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I'm excited for him too because I was excited for him last year. He he went out early with that injury, and I don't even care if it's still Drew Locke, if it's somebody else. I think he's still the veteran there, and he's tall as shit, good red zone threat, and like him still, especially in the sixth or what are we saying fifth, but. He's slated oh, for the whatever. Six, wherever yeah. you get him. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Cortland Sutton for yeah. sure. I just I'll throw out he comes a, back full force. I'll throw out a running back for you guys too. Um Damian Harris. Oh. What are you gonna guess, Damian Harris? No, I was just gonna say that my, my other guy that I had was a running back and I didn't want you to take him. But I didn't though, did I? No, you didn't. Okay. Damian Harris, I think, for the Patriots. Oh, we said we weren't gonna talk about the Patriots anymore, but I am. I think he's gonna be the guy. And I know you can't have that in a Belichick system, but I think he's going to be the guy there because he showed how good he was. Go ahead, Matt. First of all, it's a New England running back. Don't get too excited. You remember in the Frederick Lee draft last year, whenever uh, Damian Harris was going to be the pivot point of Keith's season? Um, he, and got I do remember him getting very upset. He had to take very, a walk. Full tilt. Full, full tilt. And that was when he didn't have any knees, and he still had to take a walk. And guess like, what? He didn't get Damian Harris, and he won the league. It yeah, worked out. By a lot. So that was fine. That's but, one of those uh, weird situations where you see a lot of animosity between husband and wife because it was Karen that took him. And he's like, <laughs> this, this isn't a big deal. But at the same time, this is a big fucking deal. Yeah. <laughs> and like it resonated like, like, like a couple rounds later. Well, I wouldn't have to take a running back here if I would have gotten Damian Harris back in the 12th. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. <laughs> uh, All right, go ahead, Matt. Who is the guy you were looking at? See, that's the whole reason why I gave him James Robinson for dirt in the second week of the NFL. But my bad. guy, my guy who I won't be concerned with drafting the fifth if he is the new early down running back in Green Bay is AJ Dillon. Um, he's slated for the end of the sixth. So I just wanted to mention, like, if things fall right for him through free agency, 
if Aaron Jones is gone. Yeah, if Aaron Jones is gone, or I guess even if just uh, Jamal Williams leaves, but I don't, I don't like that parity between him and Jones. I want to see Aaron Jones gone, and then AJ Dillon shoots up my draft board. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna shoot. So AJ Dillon <laughs> is right at 71, according to this. You know who's right behind him at 72? Also on Green Bee. Green Bee, Green Bay, Bill Green, <laughs> <laughs> Green Bee, all Green, Bay. Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers at seventy-two. Uh, Do you would you take Aaron Rodgers before the, the seventh round? The newly engaged Aaron Rodgers. That's what I'm saying. Is he going to be that guy again? W- would you take him in the sixth round? No, not the sixth. I don't. I mean. He was an MVP last year, so what the hell do I know? But that's just a little early. I'd be happy to have Aaron Rodgers on my fantasy team. But I just don't know if I'm willing to invest. You can still get quality, quality True. wide receivers and running backs there if you so, didn't go. I'll be like, honest. Right. Well, according to this, Dak Prescott is ranked 63 overall. Aaron Rodgers is 72. And Danny, you won't like this. Russell Wilson is 77. And Matt, you won't like this. Justin Herbert is 78. See, see, neither of you are taking Aaron Rodgers. I'll (laughs) take Wilson and Herbert. (laughs) I like like Russell Wilson out of that group. And I like (laughs) Herbert out of that group. And I'd take Prescott. But here we go again. Aaron Rodgers is just going to beat our faces into the ground and just have another great season. We're going to all look like idiots. Yeah. But yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much the standard. Yeah. Uh, what are you going to do? This is February. So these rankings are going to change. But I don't know. Anyway, that's all we got for today, guys, for this, uh, this episode. Is there mm-hmm. any, other, um, any other football things you want to chat about? Do you want to talk more about Aaron Rodgers? Uh, New uh, engagement to that actress that I forget her name. That is big news today. Is it? <laughs> In my life, I, it is. Yes, I have no idea you're talking about. So, no. no. <laughs> well, guys, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Cover more football stuff for you. Um, just believe in yourselves, and uh, thanks for sticking with us since this entire time. And Matt, what do we always say? Remember, have fun with it. Goodbye.